Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Good morning. What a change in the weather. Um, It was 68 degrees at my house yesterday, and it was 8 this morning, so that's quite a swing. We're going to talk about what that's doing to the ice conditions during today's show and make sure we keep you safe and maybe tell you about some opportunities you can still get out there and and have some fun and some of the changes and some of the tournaments and things that are going on. So we'll bring you up to date on a lot of that. Um, We're going to talk a lot about bringing the outdoors indoors today because we're going to talk a lot about the ISE show, International Sportsman's Exposition. In fact, we'll be giving away tickets on today's show. And we're going to tell you how you can win tickets on the fan Facebook page. And we have a gear, uh, a backpack full of gear I'll tell you more about later that um, you're going to be able to go to the fan contest page and enter. And also enter when I broadcast live in a couple weeks right from ISE. So you'll be able to sign up right there. So we had a lot, lot to talk to you about today. We're also going to talk about the new computer system at Parks and Wildlife We'll get reports from Bernie Keefe and from Nate Zielinski. And we'll also uh, get you out doing a little shooting with guys at uh, Colorado Clays. So we're just going to cover a lot of ground. But speaking of bringing the outdoors indoors, my next guest, uh, John Kirk from ISC. John, I was just trying to think how long we've known each other, but I'd start giving away our ages. I know it's. It seems for let's just say it seems like forever, Terry. Well, you know, we're supposed to say it just went by so quick because it was so much fun, right? <laughs> well, it has been fun and it has gone quick. That's the truth. Yeah, when when you ask Karen how long we've been together, she says it seems like forever. <laughs> and in I fact, she'll that's... she'll tell you we've been happily married for five years, but I think it's I think it's we're somewhere getting close to our twentieth anniversary. But so I don't know what she means by that. But <laughs> <laughs> but John, welcome. Uh, we Thank got a lot you. to talk about today. Um, with the ISE show, you know, every year. In fact, I've been hosting the tank down there or giving presentations on it or both for a million years, I think. Yeah. But, but it's coming. And a couple of things I want to talk about. You know, there's probably people new to the area that don't know what it's about. We want to tell them. We want to tell the regular attendees what they can expect. And I know that every year you always add in some new things, so we'll try to cover that. But let's just start out from the beginning, and maybe there's new people listening, never been to ISE. What can they expect? What What's it about? Well, it, it, it covers all aspects of the outdoors with the heart of fishing and hunting. But over the last decade, as Colorado has grown um, and new people have come in, we have expanded and our exhibitors have expanded the products, services, and destinations that they offer. And so now you're going to find water sports. You're going to find much more camping gear. You're going to find ecotourism to a small scale. Um, in addition to all the traditional uh, hunting clubs and fishing guides and outfitters and tackle stores and hunting shops. Um, and so anything really in hunting and fishing can be found um, in excess, and by that I mean destinations and gear and experts, but all those new things that people do outdoors um, can be found as well. And I think of the the show as uh, a new person's first step into the outdoors where they make those face-to-face connections with people who are resources for them through the rest of the year and, and you know, actually in their lives outdoors, and they establish friendships. 
they find out what to do, where to do it, how to do it, and even people with whom they can do it. And, um, you know, then we leave town and the world spins and folks enjoy the outdoors. That, that's kind of what we try to offer. Now, it's January 11th through the 14th. And as I said, I'll be down there every day. Karen and I host the um, the demo tank. And by the way, we're doing something on the demo tank a little bit different this year, John, that we've kind of, you've seen the seminar schedules. And we'll talk a little bit about all the different seminars that are down at the show. But we're getting a few of the guys to go back to basics a little bit. Because I think sometimes as quote-unquote expert or professional fishermen, we tend to talk to each other. And we're trying to impress each other instead of helping the person who's really starting to learn. Now, that doesn't mean we won't be covering advanced techniques, but there's going to be a lot of back-to-basics kind of seminars at the tank this year, including a seminar on Sunday um, for women who want to get started fly fishing by Al Norker. And we're going to have Al on in the second hour, and he's going to tell us about that seminar. And then uh, Brad Peterson is going to do a seminar he did last year for kids, how to get kids started in fishing. And Shakespeare uh, Fishing has stepped up and donated uh, several dozen, I think 40 or 50 rods that we're going to be giving away to just youth on that Sunday in conjunction with that seminar. And we'll be telling people how to do that later. But in not only the demo tank with people that from all over Colorado, both regional and national experts, but all fields of outdoors, you do seminars down there, right? We try to. We try to uh, show people the range of outdoor opportunities, and we try to get them enthusiastic. We try to educate them a bit. And I think um, kind of the secret goal of the show, or the unintentional, it is intentional, but most people who come don't realize it, is by um, putting various things, in, a giant number of things in a a large facility, but not having, say, all the bread on this shelf here and all the coffee on that shelf, by kind of mixing it up a bit, the show is really quite the treasure hunt. And so people, you know, you've been outdoors, you, you, you like to go to this lake and you fish that, and that's what you do, and never mind all the rest. Um, when you come to the show and walk to find the person who might help you do that one thing that you like to do, you're probably going to find many other things, not just in that particular sport of fishing, for example, but in all sorts of things. And we hope that that inspires curiosity and that people then take the next step. And that next step could be buying a trip, that could be buying products, could be coming and sitting down for a seminar like you say, it's a basic thing that shows you how to do it. So there's basic archery, basic hunting. We're going to have a brand-new camping seminar, um, which is family and car camping in Colorado, hoping to just get people outdoors since camping is such a great uh, way to get outdoors, fairly low stress. Um, and then from there, once you feel comfortable getting outdoors, so for newcomers, then you can say, well, I'm outdoors camping here, maybe I'll go and I'll fish, or maybe I'll go and hike, or maybe I'll go and ride my bike. And um, that's really kind of the mission of the show, is to, uh, as best we can, uh, express all of the outdoors and let people choose their own destinations. Now, in addition to the vendors we've mentioned, you know, there's guides, and there's lodges, and there's just uh, recreational opportunities from not only Colorado, but the United States and the world featured there that you can talk to people about. But there are several venues just for education. I mentioned that I'll be at the tank. There's a fly fishing uh, casting pond and a fly fishing theater. I believe there's an adventure theater for hunting. Is that right? 
That's correct. And a fly fishing theater and, and fly tying and entomology and an archery range and a sporting dog range um, and a giant youth fair where experts from the state can talk to people about virtually anything outdoors Colorado. And associated with that youth fair is or that that uh, outdoors pavilion of experts for adults is a youth fair where kids can get their hands on uh, a bow and learn how to shoot a fishing rod and reel, learn how to catch and release a fish, and some other activities, uh, RC off-road course, so they can learn a little bit about being in the outdoors. Um, all free uh, when you're in the show with, with experts and all the gear provided. And, of course, Colorado Parks and Wildlife is part of that, and they have a huge presence there. And they're going to be doing a new system, by the way, a new computer system. We're going to be talking to them, in fact, next about that. So, they're, you know, if, if it's like any other computer system, there's going to be some different things to learn. There'll be experts there that'll guide you through getting your big game license, maybe what units you should go to. They'll have a huge presence there. Um, and I also want to just um, mention to people that, it's really important to me to have you come by the tank and say hi to Karen and I because, you know, I, I do this radio show. We did 22 seasons on TV. This is next year will be our 20th year on this radio show. Wow. And, and then I write a column for the Denver Post. And, of course, I've written for just a number of magazines. But all my information goes out. It's not a two-way conversation. We do get some feedback on our social media like Facebook and you should follow Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. We're going to help you win some more IAC tickets there too. But when people come by, it's rewarding to me. And even when they say, you know, you talk about this but I wish you would say this or I wish I disagree with that. I love that because that's the feedback that's so important on that personal basis that we want to do these programs for what people want and what they want to learn about and give them the information they want. So when they come by and react to us in person, it really gives us insight into who our audience is. So I encourage you. And by the way, we'll be broadcasting live from the International Sportsman's Exposition. Now, it opens at 10 o'clock Saturday the 13th. We'll be live on the air from 9 to 11. But if you can come in, you can see us broadcasting there. We're going to have a giveaway going on during the broadcast. And then, of course, I'll be there the rest of the day, so please stop by. But, John, there's just really endless opportunities of things for anybody in the outdoors. So if somebody wants to attend, what about parking? What about tickets? Great. Um, well, we, we know that parking is tough downtown, especially for folks with big rigs. Um, and so we have, we pay for parking over at Coors Field, near Coors Field, and there's a map on our website, uh, and we provide free shuttles. So it's $5 to park all day at Coors Field, and the free shuttles will take you to and from the show. The, the ticket uh, for the show is $16, um, and we have coupons at a variety of uh, retail locations, including virtually all places selling fishing and hunting licenses. That list of places is also on our website. Um, and then uh, you obviously give away some passes. Um, and if people will go to our website and sign up for um, our offers, uh, they will eventually get emails that offer them $4 off a ticket. So we try to make it as as, uh, as frugal as possible for people to get in. Um, it truly is a, a giant offering that we think is really quite the value, especially when you take advantage of the coupons. And we really want them to bring kids, and I believe 15 and under get in free. 
That's correct, as well as all active military with an ID. And uh, veterans should go to vetticks.org. We have free passes through them, too. So we try to make it as affordable as possible to everybody, um, and that's, that's what we want them to come in and, like you say, talk face-to-face with people and learn and express their opinions. And uh, all of us, you know, we truly want to learn, and we want to provide them with the best information that we can. Now, one more activity that's going on down there that I want to highlight and that's this new casting contest where we're pairing a fly caster with a conventional caster, and we have three or four teams. I want you to know that between Zelinsky and Lachance, there's already trash talk going on. And Lachance <laughs> now, you know, he loves to cook like I do, is now claiming that he was slicing potatoes on a mandolin and injured the fingers on his casting hand. So he's already sandbagging a lot here. And, and Zelinsky is saying, well, he should win because... Nate says he guides all the time, and he's always helping other people, not fishing himself. So we've got a regular trash talk. So we should start taking sides, folks. We should start deciding. Now, there's more people in it than that, and that's on the face. That's on your website, too. So and we'll, we'll go more about that. But Nate's going to be on later today, so I'm sure we can, we can touch on that. Now that we found out Chad is claiming injury, we're going to have to see where this takes us. But, but in all honesty, learning to cast properly, whether you're a fly fisherman or whether you're a conventional fisherman, is one of the weaknesses that those of us that spend time with novices in the outdoors, and I mm-hmm. I can be one that sometimes doesn't do it right, but guides will tell you over and over that the better people can handle the fishing rod, the more fish they're going to catch. Absolutely. Now, John, what, how, the webpage is easy to find. Just Google ISE Denver. Yeah, or you can do sports expos, sports, plural, expos, plural.com. I wanted to let your listeners know that we have changed the hours of the show. Instead of opening at 11 on weekdays, we're now open at noon. We close at the same time. Um, and that way it'll be a little bit easier. We, a lot of people come early and we don't want them to have to hang around too long. Oh, you're absolutely right. And everybody should go to the, the website and check out the information. Start marking your calendars. Like John said, we'll be giving away some tickets here and on the fan, but make sure you get your tickets and you're ready to go because it's going to be a great weekend, and there isn't going to be a lot of other stuff with the on-and-off weather going on, so it'll be a great time to attend. John, we're really out of time. we got to let you go, but thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, we will see you down there in just a couple weeks. Thank you, Terry. I'm looking forward to it as always. All right, John Kirk with International Sportsman's Exposition, so that's always good. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you by Honey Smoke. Fish companies smoke salmon. The secret is in the fire. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter. We're going to go right to the phones. And joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife is Corey Chick. Good morning, Corey. Morning, Terry. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'd, I'd like to get into a mindset of what I want to do outdoors. Do I put my ice fishing gear out? Do I get my boat out? I'm starting to get a little uh, confused I'm, I'm <laughs> with this weather. But I tell you what, it's Colorado. We, we should be used to this. But that doesn't mean there aren't lots of things to do outdoors and there won't be people going outdoors. Now, something's going to happen just on this Monday, in fact, that you and I have talked about quite a bit. And it's going to cause a few days of disruption. So we want to make sure people plan properly so they can get out. But before we even get to that, um, several years ago, the parks, uh, Colorado um, Parks and Colorado Divisional Wildlife formed Colorado Parks and Wildlife. And we're still seeing the vestiges of those systems on the computer and IT side finally come together. And it's going to be a great, 
uh, advantage for customers. Uh, tell us just what's going on, what's happening, and what advantages customers will see. So, so what we're doing, Terry, is we're actually taking uh, about seven to nine modules that um, either were owned at one time by parks or, or by wildlife and and basically building one system, um, an integrated, uh, what we're calling an integrated parks and wildlife system um, that our customers can go on to and be able to, um, whether it's make a reservation, uh, purchase a parks pass, buy a fishing or hunting license, apply for the draw, um, just numerous things that you can do. And, and the nice thing is you can do it all from one cart and, and pay at one time instead of um, having to do each of those individually. Yeah, if you're heading up to camp somewhere and you want to get your fishing licenses while you're online, you can do all that at once. And you can make your reservation. You can you can uh, buy a parks pass if you need to, and you can buy a fishing license. So it's going to be a, a truly one-stop shop, and it is going to be just such a fantastic way. People won't be bouncing around looking for what they're, what they're looking for, and it'll be really easy. Now, one thing we do want to mention to people that you're not going to do um, – like for going online for the draw and things, it's not going to be on paper anymore. It's either going to or all online or phone. Is that right? That's correct. So, so the way you'll apply now is is either you can call our uh, our vendor Aspira um, and and be able to apply that way over the phone, or you can go online, create your own account, and do everything from there. So, the nice thing about it is um, to where. Those that used to, to, you know, to fill those out on paper and they would send them in and then they realized they needed to change the hunt code. So they had to send an email to us and, and ask for that change. The, the nice thing about it is now you can go online, get on to your account, apply. And then if you ever had or needed to have any changes, you can do them right there online up until the deadline date. Um, and what's, what's going to be new for Turkey as well. It, it, we're going to start it off with Turkey is you pay after you draw. So, to where we were waiting in the past for for all those refund checks to come in, now it's um, you pay the you know the three dollar application fee, your habitat stamp, and then if you draw, we charge your credit card online, and then you would you would get that license in the mail. And speaking of Turkey, that's coming up. I think tenth uh, of January. Is that right? That is. Yeah, the the Turkey application period will open up tenth uh, of January, which is a Wednesday, which is. Just about, just a little shy of a week after we go live, so I'm, I'm, my fingers are crossed. Yeah, well, we'll tell them those dates here in just a minute, too, but just remember now, if you are applying for that turkey license, you're going to do it online or by phone. You won't be able to do it by paper anymore, but that's it. In the long run, it's going to be very good. Now, um, tell people, because you're switching over to this new system, it takes, you know, obviously you got to move all this data, so you have to shut down for a while because you can't do transactions while you're moving all the data. Tell us the dates and times that there'll be no access. Sure. So at 6 o'clock on Monday, uh, we're basically pulling down all of our systems so we can do our, our customer data transfer. Uh, that That takes and if you can imagine, I mean, when you're looking, when you're talking about both the parks and wildlife side, that's that's a lot of customers. So it takes a little while to make sure that data goes across um, accurately. So it'll be down from about 6 a.m. on the 1st, um, and we should, again, fingers crossed, should be bringing it back up again around 8 to 9 o'clock on the 4th. 
Now, it is still holiday time, and a lot of people have time off. They're going to maybe go fishing or hunting or something. Now, because most licenses, this isn't the most popular time anymore because most of our licenses now, like the fishing licenses, run, I think, through March, and you, you need a new one by April, and small games the same. And But there are one-day licenses that people do buy or people may be going out for the first time and want to buy their fishing license. So they won't be able to buy that through first through the 4th, but if they go, they've got today and tomorrow yet to go online, and they can just purchase that for those dates. Is that right? They can. They can actually go to any of our um, our, our sales agents. So um, we're, a lot of our offices are not open this weekend, but uh, any of our other you know, agents around the state that sell our licenses, or, or like you said, they can they can call in like like they have been able to, or go online and and purchase those, and then just set those dates for for uh, when they'd like to go uh, hunting or fishing. And I believe you get a transaction number you can either write down or print out, so that that you don't need to worry about getting something in the mail or even an email before you get out there. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, it's a temporary authorization number. Uh, and, and you're right. They can write it down, or they can. They, we usually ask that they print it out um, and have it with them. But um, yeah, they they could use that um, while they're in the field. Now I have one other question. You and I didn't cover this, but I I think it's probably you guys. I'm going to be at the International Sportsman's Exposition in a couple of weeks, and I know you guys will be there in force. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm sure that you're going to have a contingent there in case there's people that just need questions answered about the new system. We are. We actually uh, we have have quite a few folks that are, are putting together a lot of that information right now, uh, so that we will have um, flyers that we're going to hand out, and I think we're also going to give out something like a, a business card or something like that, so that people can throw something into their wallet and and be able to to have that that number or the the email ad, or the, I'm sorry the URL address to be able to get online and. Yeah, any questions uh, that anyone would have on, on the new requirements of the system, whether that be, you know, having an email or um, just how to maneuver around it, um, I think we'll be able to help them out a little bit. I don't think we'll be able to have a live system there because it's such a new system, but um, definitely something we'll have out there in the future. All right, that sounds great. Now, the big message, though, is you're going to be shut down probably the first through the fourth, starting the first for, for sure, hopefully back up the fourth. So if you had any intention of buying a one-day license of any kind or a new license during those dates, do that today or tomorrow online because Monday you won't be able to do it, and we don't want to disrupt your plans and get out there. Once you get out there and have a really good time. Corey, thank you so much. And by the way, have a great New Year's. Hey, you too. I appreciate it, Terry. Thanks, Corey. Thanks for coming on, and thanks for sharing that. That's Corey Chick from Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by the Grinch. No, actually, we're brought to you in part by uh, Sportsman's uh, Honey Smoke Fish Company's Smoked salmon. The secret is in the fire. Before I go to another guest real quick, I told you we're going to be giving away some tickets to the ISE show. We're also giving away some other things. So I want to mention this really quickly. Um, We are going to, I'm going to give you um, a a question to answer to win two pair of tickets, uh, a pair of tickets right now. 
And then I'll give away a couple more pair later in the show. But on our Facebook page here at The Fan next week, you'll be able to we'll register. We're going to give away a bunch of tickets and a drawing through that. There'll be a posting on the Facebook page at The Fan. And then we're also giving away a gear bag full of a backpack full of gear worth $375. There'll be two ways to register. You can register during my live broadcast at ISE. Or you can go to a new contest page that will be up next week on the fan and register. So the first person right now, though, that calls 303-713-1043 and tells us the date the ISE show starts, um, we will give you a pair of tickets to get in for free. Let's go right to the phones now. And uh, joining us from Pueblo State Park, we have Luke Owens. Good morning, Luke. Morning, Terry. You know, I, I didn't even look at the weather to see what it was like down in Pueblo. But I was outside of my patio yesterday, and it was 68 degrees. And I had been planning on doing some ice fishing, and I almost hooked the boat up to head to Pueblo. Did you have that nice warm weather down there, too? Oh, yeah, it was beautiful yesterday. Um, I actually got a little little warm walking around the park. But that's too bad in December you got a little warm. <laughs> hey, you know, for people who aren't new to the area, tell them where Pueblo is and kind of describe the park. Yeah, so um, Lake Pueblo State Park, we're, you know, just uh, just uh, west of uh, of Pueblo City, just a couple of miles, um, just south of Pueblo West. Um, the park itself is, you know, uh, centered on just a huge reservoir out here in Colorado. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, the park, it's a, it's a boating park. Um, mainly, but we offer all kinds of other recreational activities, including, you know, uh, lots of, uh, biking, um, biking, hiking, camping, uh, fishing, picnicking, a little bit of everything. Now, are are campgrounds open year round? Um, they are, um, during the winter, we close down some of our campgrounds, so we don't have as many options available, but at least one loop in every one of our campgrounds, of our three large campgrounds, is open all year round. Now, do you need reservations this time of the year, or can you pretty much stop by? Uh, most of the time, you can pretty much stop by, unless you're particular about which site you want. Um, we pretty much have availabilities everywhere, um, but some of the more um, sought-after sites are booked pretty much every weekend. Okay, now I know you have a couple events we're going to talk about, but before we even get to that, let's talk a little bit about the current conditions. You know, I joked about hooking up my boat, but really I was pretty serious because um, you're one of the few, if not the only place I know, that stays open to boating all year long in Colorado as long as weather permits. What are the conditions down there and what's going on? So today we're a little bit colder than yesterday. I actually woke up the snow on my back porch this morning. (laughs) So we're getting, we're cooling down a little bit, but uh, right now it seems to be warming up a little bit. We're uh, a little foggy on the lake, but uh, conditions are still really good for boating um, and uh, all kinds of outdoor activities. Now, both boat ramps are open right now? Yep, both boat ramps are open, but we are switching to a new pre-inspection, so our our aquatic nuisance species inspection hours are a little bit different than they have been in the past. Why don't you tell people about that? Just give them the Reader's Digest version. Sure. So um, basically we're, we've been taking, taken off the list as a um, infected lake for mussels. We still have a couple of different ANS, so not exactly 
you know, um, we're not exactly a prevention link at this point, but um, we have been taken off the list for that. So now we uh, we are implementing a system that's been used in other lakes for years now. Uh, it includes basically what's called a pre-inspection program, uh, where uh, we'll have our um, we'll have our inspection stations open for uh, shortened hours every day. Right now we're going from about 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. But the good news is we leave the ramps open all all day long, 24 hours a day. Um, the only thing you need to do in order to launch is uh, make sure that you have a valid seal and receipt and make sure that that seal and receipt actually meets the standards that we need. And that's something that's been causing a little bit of confusion. Um, basically, if you have a white receipt, or a receipt from Lake Pueblo, you should be good to go. Just drop the seal and the receipt in the receptacle that we've provided, and you're good to launch. All right. So anyway, and more information is available on the website, too. Just people be aware that you it is open and get up. Speak, before we move on to some of your events, too, um, by the way, what's the water level like? Oh, the water is extremely high right now. Um, it actually almost looks like summer water levels right now. Um, I think we're about... 12 vertical feet above what we were at this time last year. And last year was a high water year as well. Wow, that's awesome. And I know you don't get many reports about people taking boats out fishing, um, but you also, of course, have the spillway in the river, and you have a lot of great shore fishing right now, too. Are you hearing reports from anybody, or has there just not been enough anglers to really get a good feel? Uh, you know, I was out talking to a few of the guys on the river yesterday, and they seem to be catching quite a few trout. You know, and there's trout in that lake, too, and big ones. But I fished that lake in January and caught fish. It's just you're not going to hear a lot of people talking about it, and there aren't enough of them out there to do surveys. But yeah. if, you're, if you're anxious to get your boat out, it's fantastic. Now you do, before we run out of time, you have two events coming up, and the first one I want to talk about is only a couple of days away, and that's the first day hike. Yeah, so first day hike is uh, on, yeah, the first day of the year, January 1st. Um, we're basically giving people an opportunity to to get out and enjoy nature on the first day of the year. So here at Lake Pueblo, it starts at 11 a.m. and ends at 1 p.m. Um, we're going to have uh, a hike planned that goes from the Anacline Pond out here at the lake all the way up to the Nature and Raptor Center, um, just down the Arkansas River away. Um, and it's going to be a hike on a paved trail um, through basically our Rock Canyon area. Uh, be a bunch of different uh, events, a story walk, a little scavenger hunt. We'll have some giveaways at the beginning of the hike um, while they last, some refreshments and some nature stations along the way. Well, you know, it's the first New Year's, and some of us tend to uh, overindulge over the holidays, and I know my belt is a little tighter. I had to loosen it a notch, and I'm as guilty. And what a great way to start the New Year's by getting out, getting outdoors, getting some exercise, and doing it as a group with uh, somebody educating you about the park. And there's several parks throughout the state doing it, so look for a park near you that's doing that. But now you have an event coming up uh, in the first weekend of February that everybody should be interested in. Tell me about that. Yeah, so we do uh, Pueblo Eagle Day on uh, Eagle Days on uh, February third and fourth. Um, so anybody that's kind of familiar with how it's gone in the past, this is we've been doing this for a few years now. Um, it's changing format a little bit. 
um, historically it's been kind of a three-day event, um, but we're changing up a few things and condensing it down into two days, um, mainly by changing. We, we always do a photo contest, um, and we're basically changing the photo contest into a digital format instead of physical copies, so we kind of were able to get rid of that first day. Um, but we'll have on February 3rd, we're going to have all kinds of events out here at the park. Um, we'll be basically doing stuff from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, we'll have raptors and different animals in the visitor center along with other uh, tables and displays. Uh, we'll have the Air Force Academy is actually going to be bringing out their falcons uh, for kind of a meet and greet and a demonstration. Um, different lawn games and pictures with our mascots, Talon and Elbert, uh, out on the front lawn of the visitor center. Um, we are still going to be doing that photo contest, but we're going to include it in the events on the second day, or on the first day, I'm sorry. Um, and then at 3 o'clock, we're actually going to be doing a uh, a raptor release uh, at the uh, West Fishing Area Park. Well, it sounds like a fantastic event. That's February um, third and fourth. I'm sure there's information on the website. Yeah, we'll have information on the website, and uh, you can always stop by the park and ask as well. All right, Luke. Thank you so much. Great information. A uh, lot of lot to do down in Pueblo: hiking, <laughs> fishing, boating, uh, fish the river. You got the Raptor Center, first day hike. It's a, one of my favorite parks in the state. It's state. It's a premier fishery. And thanks for coming and sharing some of those activities. Yeah, thank you, Terry. You bet. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company. Smoked salmon, the secret is in the fire. Bells will be ringing. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter. And speaking of premier, this guy, I don't know if he's premier or a prima donna. Joining us now, one of our favorite contributors, Bernie Keith. Good morning, Bernie. That is something I don't think I've ever been referred to as a prima donna. That's a new one. Thank you. Well, you're pretty much down to earth, so I was kind of a reach. I got to admit that. So No, I'll go with it. I'm going to go with it, Jerry. I'm going to wear that on my sleeve well, all day I, today. I told the control room, Karen and Kyle, just uh, before we started the show, I said, you know, I'm not going to be nice to work with starting next year. I'm going to be a prima donna. I'm going to be full of myself and demanding. And they laughed. Like, what difference would it make? You know, <laughs> well, what's going what's to change? Well, and like they'll like they'll do anything in response to it either. You know, I mean, they're just exactly. they, they do their job. They try sure. to make me look good best they can, which isn't easy. And, you know, so they just figure, you know, they just ignore me. And the show goes on. <laughs> hey, Bernie. Goes on and on and on. Bernie, we had. I was 68 degrees on my deck yesterday and 8 degrees this morning. I was out checking some water, and we're going to have some other reports coming up later on in the, the next hour. But um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm conflicted on whether I should be taking the boat out or an ice auger, and finding a place with safe ice hasn't been good. So I wanted to get a report from up in your area, because normally by this time of the year we're fishing Granby, but I understand that's a little iffy right now. I got 41 degrees and 15-mile-an-hour winds at my house today. Um, there's two boat, two boat trailers in the parking lot on Granby, so that tells you there's absolutely no ice on Granby. We walked out on Grand Lake the other day. We didn't go very far out just fishing rainbows, but we had some decent ice there. I don't know how far it is in that deeper water. Willow Creek, we've been fishing that for quite a while, and fishing's good there. Shadow Mountain. Is fishing's good there, and we've been on that ice. All these places, you got to check it as you go. 
Um, Williams Williams Fork was starting to ice up, and it's there's no ice there anymore. The wind blew it off. Uh, Wolford was starting to ice up, and I don't know if the wind blew it off or if it's still there. I heard there's ice in the inlet at Green Mountain, but that's it. Um, I think that just covered everything up here. Well, we'll see you, Bernie. Uh, nice talking to you. All right, see you, Terry. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, you know, you talk about, we were just talking to Pueblo, and normally this time of the year, about the only place in the state you can launch a boat is Pueblo, but you're telling me, of course, you'd want to check before you come up. They're putting ice, they're putting boats on Granby. So how close, I mean, how what will we have to see if we're going to get ice on Granby this year? Uh, we're going to get ice on Granby. You know, we've never missed a winter up here, and we're not going to this year. It's just it's just running a little bit late. Um, all we need is one. The, what, the lake is right there. It's 34, 33, 34, 35 degrees. Um, so all we really need is one nice little cold snap, and it's going to lock up. That's all we're waiting on. I don't know if that's going to happen this week, ne- next week, or the week after, but it'll happen. And once it locks up, Bernie, that lake will stay locked up for two, three months. Yeah, we don't we don't have that very very whatever ice. I can't even think today. We don't have weird ice conditions up here. We either have it good or we don't. All right. Well, that's uh, that's pretty good. Now you talked about those other places: Shadow Mountain, Grand Lake, Willow Creek. Pretty much all rainbows is what you're catching at those places. Rainbows, browns. Um, Grand Lake has some accidents, not a great Mackinac fishery, but it's a decent one. Shadow Mountain and Willow Creek, they're getting kokanee out, out, of, out of them lakes also, along with rainbows and browns, and some suckers out at Willow Creek. Yeah, suckers and overlooked fish, they're fun, and you catch a few, you, you get your bait for the upcoming spring and the ice fishing season out of them, too. And that's exactly that. I mean, what, what a better thing. I mean... I personally don't eat rainbows, so I'd rather go catch a mess of suckers. Well, you know, another thing, Bernie, up where you, because of this warm weather, I'll bet they've been fly fishing the upper end of the river there, the Colorado River, quite a bit, too. Well, you can't get into um, below shadow. You can't fish that till January 1st. And I haven't been down. The places on the river I've been seeing are still pretty iced. They're pretty iced up. What's <laughs> keeping Granby open is it's a full pool this year they haven't been pumping it much at all and so it's a lot deeper it's deeper than it normally is okay so we should look for that to lock up you know if somebody wanted to run up if they want to get some fishing in the next couple days though they probably could even just do some shore fishing up there huh oh that shore fishing's phenomenal we were out last week walking on the rocks and casting uh leech flutter spoons I just wanted to see how they'd work in the open water, and they, it was incredible. We caught so many lake trout along with a few rainbows and browns. It was really fun. So if you're going to go out, fish around the rocks, fish around the mud, fish the points, um, throw lures. That's what I would strongly suggest to and you'll catch plenty of fish. Well, and that's the other thing people don't realize is that when the water's cold like this, the lake trout are everywhere, and they're going to be in eating those trout. The biggest lake trout I personally have caught on Grand became in nine feet of water when the water was cold. Right. You know, and they're, they're, all, they're all up shallow. They're eating rainbows and suckers. They'll eat whatever you stick in front of their face right now. Oh, yeah. Bernie, before I let you go, too, um, I wanted to get that report from you. But we've been talking about bringing the outdoors indoors. The International Sportsman's Exposition is the 11th through the 14th. But also the Colorado Boat Show is there. So if people wanted to meet you, will you be at that show? 
I'll be at the Colorado Boat Center booth with Crestliner Boats. Please, if you're over at the ISC, come on over and say hey at the boat show. And if you go see Bernie at the boat show, come on over to the ISC and see us. There's a lot to do. It's going to be a great weekend for people who want to get out and just look at, start dreaming about spring, won't it? Exactly, exactly. And by then we should have some good ice up here. If we don't, um, I'm going to be looking for a job. So if anybody's hiring, give me a holler. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Bernie, Will, when it does freeze, give us a quick call so we can get you on and update people. I'll do that, Terry. You guys have a happy New Year. You do. You too. You and your, your bride, enjoy the New Year's and have a have a really, really wonderful weekend and a safe one, Bernie. All right. You also, Terry. Thank you so much. You bet. That's uh, Bernie Keefe. He's always such a, a great guest and such a great uh he gives us such great insight. Uh, by the way, I, I understand that um, Will Dykstra and his son Ben are driving around out there today listening to the show, and it's Ben's birthday. So I just wanted to say happy birthday to Ben um, Dykstra, and I know it's not going to be long before he'll be a better angler than his dad. So we're, we're counting the days. You know, in seriousness, I want to make a comment because I did a, I did a column in the Denver Post Oh, gosh, it was last hunting season about Will taking his father out on a hunt. And they hadn't planned on hunting, and we always tell you to prepare. And they kind of suddenly had this um, opportunity to take a trip. And uh, the story was so inspiring to me about how Will felt about getting out on this hunting trip with his dad and how they harvested this giant elk. And if you ever want to just go to my Facebook page and scroll down or go to the Denver Post and just Google my name or search my name and read that article. It talks great about the family experience and bonding and, and saying, as I'm saying, happy birthday to Will. I mean, to Ben, um, it just reminds me of Will and the family and all those kinds of things. I did a trip with Bernie, in fact, myself, that I wrote about in the Denver Post this fall when I took uh, my grandson, my son-in-law, and one of my sons out, and we went uh, lake trout fishing, and what a blast we had. We we probably caught 50 fish. We probably hooked up 100, um, and we just had a great time out in the water. You get to spend that time, and there's no way to replace those kinds of activities. And I got a couple grandkids that I've got to get out that uh, I know I know Caitlin is out there, and, uh, and Hayden, two of my grandkids that, I haven't had on the water yet, and they're getting older where that should have never happened. So I got to remedy that. Hey, you know, if you listen to the show and you like what we cover, follow us on Facebook. We're going to be talking a lot uh, about upcoming events. We're going to tell, and we're going to have new contests. You know, next year is the 20th anniversary of this radio show. We're going to have a contest that's going to be tied to our Facebook. Um, that's going to go on like once a month with trivia about the last 20 years. So you want to be a member of our Facebook page. You want to follow it and like it so you get those updates so you can be uh, ready to win. It's going to be a about a $100 giveaway when we do it. And we're going to probably be starting up our Ask the Expert again uh, next month. We're hopeful of that. That's what we're planning on. So much programming we get involved. And we're going to up the ante on that. We'll talk about that on our Facebook page. Every time we put a new... Uh, a new uh, video up on our YouTube channel. Karen puts a link in our Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. When we have a special guest coming up on the show or a special event or we're going to be somewhere, we talk about that here. We get press releases from Parks and Wildlife. We get fishing reports. We put those up on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. We also... We also just try to keep you informed every time my article comes in the post. Karen 
puts a link up there. And the best way to f- read my article in the post is to go to our Facebook page and follow that link because all the links, because we put a lot of times uh, audio and video from our TV and radio shows in with that article. And on the app from the post, they don't always translate, but they do on the online version. So if you come to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook and follow that link, that will get you right to where you'll get the pictures and the video and the and the audio if there is some. So we really want you to take advantage of that. And uh, yet coming up today, we're going to give away more more ISE tickets. And we're going to have a Facebook giveaway on the fan for ISE tickets. We're giving away a $375 backpack and gear package that we're going to be giving away on the fan's uh on the fans' webpage, all of those will link on our Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter.